But first, the NBA just unveiled a new trophy to pay tribute to Chicago Bulls legend Michael Jordan. The newly designed statue will go to the league's most valuable player, and it replaces the one that was previously named for Maurice Podoloff, the league's first commissioner. On the line now with more on that and other sports news is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Welcome back, Cheryl. Thank you, Sasha. So what does this new MVP statue look like? It is a picture of a picture. It's a statue of him up in the air with the ball, which is what you had to have with him. Of course. Because he's always in the air. But, you know, this is a big deal because they have been naming the other trophies. The uh, NBA All-Star Trophy was uh, MVP was named for uh, for Kobe Bryant. They've been doing this over the last couple of years. But this is the coup de grace. This is a top uh, prize. And to have Michael Jordan being that person to be represented with this trophy is huge. Yeah. And he was, he was involved with the, with the whole design of it too. Was he? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a beautiful trophy. I'm looking at a photo of it now that you tweeted earlier this morning, Cheryl. Uh, I know that there are some subtle nods to, (laughs) to Michael. It it weighs 23.6 pounds. Of course we know that was his Jersey number, number 23. and And six is the number of titles you won. Ah, what else? The, he also, there there is a, a five-sided base, which is to the five MVPs he won, you know, in season. Oh, um, that's right. Okay. And and it's 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 just there's a lot of like twenty threes because of his number and six because of you know the the trophies. They also hit, it's on a fifteen degree angle the base to acknowledge his fifteen season career. Oh my goodness! I mean, they thought of everything. <laughs> it's very subtle. They thought of everything. <laughs> no stone left unturned. It says the uh, the bat. So he's holding. Uh, he's in the air and he's uh, got a basketball, of course, in his hand, and it's, it's a crystal right. basketball, and it uh, measures one point two three inches in diameter of course uh, in reference to the the singularity and the MV, of the MVP and then Jordan's standout career. Uh, so do you think that the new MVP statue that it pays proper tribute to Michael Jordan and and his entire legacy? Is to that understand, enough? Yeah, you know what? I know Michael Jordan. I covered him his whole career mm-hmm. and his legacy has always been important to him and the fact that he was involved with this this meant a lot to him to be part of this, to produce it, to be part of that legacy. So it was very important to him, which means it's important to anybody else that considers that a big deal. Yeah. The the statue named after him, it shouts out his many accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, what is interesting, though, is I hear that Jordan specifically, as you said, he worked with them on this concept here, but he specifically requested that the, the statue not look like him. Right. So there's no like jump man pose. Right, right. There's no Nike right. logo or anything like that. Why, Even though why Nike not? was involved with making it, you know, but but Michael understands. Michael understands. Yeah, Nike was involved with the making of this. So, but Michael understands too that it has to be separate from that brand. That it has to be Michael Jordan, not Nike Michael Jordan. You know, and and that's why not having, you know, his his brand. You know, where he's got the leg separated. You know, and, and gliding through the air. This is a much better replica of what he represented in the league and not other aspects of it. Yeah. And this is not the only statue that was unveiled today, Cheryl. There were five others. Yes, there was. Uh, it's, it's quite it's quite a list of the, the, the ones that the one that I really want to bring up. Yeah. Is is one that it's the George Mikan trophy for the most improved player. Why do I bring that up? Because George Mikan's career started at the Paul basketball. 
here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that's a really a cool one. The uh, Defensive Player of the Year is, by, is the Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy. The Rookie of the Year is Will Chamberlain. The Sixth Man of the Year is John Havlicek. And the Most Improved Player, as I mentioned, is, is George Mikan. They represented each one of these is a different part, uh, different uh, part of the NBA's you know, 10 year decades. Yes. That's, that's how they did it. So it's really important that they did it that way. Um, You know, Bill Russell is acknowledged because he's acknowledged in other awards too, but this is really, this is really kind of the NBA does it right. Sasha, they know how they've, they've done this over the last few years doing these changing the names of their trophies to represent people that were very much aligned with the NBA and very Mm -hmm. important people with the NBA. So, and, and to do it this way, again, we're talking about it. Yeah, you know? right, right. I mean, this was billed as a like a reimagining of, of sorts, right? I'm having trouble remembering what the old MVP statue looked like, Cheryl, the, the one that was named after the first NBA commissioner. It's very nondescript. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this one looks a whole lot better. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not it's really, cooler. It, it, yeah, this is cooler. This is sleeker. This is there's something about it. And again, because there's now more information about it connected to who it's named after. I, I can't imagine when we get the trophy uh, announced of the MVP this year, what that player is going to feel like holding that trophy, looking at it. Yeah. Just looking at that and knowing that that person that wins that award is going to be in the same class as Michael Jordan winning the MVP. It's, uh, wow, that's going to be just a groundbreaking moment. I, I want to talk about the NBA uh, a little bit more because I got to check on the actual Bulls team real quick, yeah. Cheryl. There was a lot of hope going into this season. The teams won 11 games, though, and they've lost 15. The one game that I attended this season, they lost. What's going wrong? Uh, they've been consistently inconsistent. There are games where they, they, they look really, really good. They'll play on both ends of the court, and then they can't close out games. And that's a real concern. On Saturday, they didn't, they didn't face uh, Luka Doncic because he was sitting out, and they had a blowout game. They go to Atlanta the next day, and they lose in an unfortunate manner in overtime, which should not happen with .05 seconds left on the clock. A tip-in by A.J. Griffin of the Atlanta Hawks. This is something that Billy Donovan is trying to, you know, really convince his guys. He says that they don't have the details right at the end of the games. And that's true. They, they, they things go wrong right at the end. And it shouldn't happen that way. They do have veterans on this team. They do have a, a good bench. But when things go wrong, it really unravels. And that's what's really a problem for this team right now. Yeah. Well, let's quickly turn to football. The Bears are going up against the best teams in the NFL two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. Do they stand a chance? Uh, no. Nope. Ah, that gives me my answer. <laughs> but but, but, but I, I, I want to say this. The last time they had 11 days off, that's when, you know, when they lost to Washington and then they, they uh, had 11 days off and they played New England on Monday night and they really had a really good game. That's when they changed Justin Fields' scheme. And that's when they had improvement with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And I think with this bye week, we may see some more just, they, they, I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they'll play better for, for against the Philadelphia Eagles. They also have their two of their, their young rookies, their, their cornerback, Kyler Gordon, who was their second-round pick this year, and their other second-round pick, Joanne Brisker, who's our safety, they're coming back from concussion. And those young men, they need to get that time on the field to make the next step. 
And that's what these games are very important for some of these young players and see who is going to be on this team next year because they're going to make a lot. They're going to make a lot of changes. Yes, they have. They they have to make changes. Yeah, they definitely do. Well, I'm going to wrap with a different kind of football, soccer, of course. I know you've been watching the World Cup a little I bit at to. least. My husband <laughs> you, was a you're getting paid to watch the World Cup at at, <laughs> at least. Um, so the semifinals start today. Argentina and Croatia. They're going to face off at 1 p.m. Yeah. Morocco also goes up against France tomorrow. I've been hearing so much about Morocco, especially over the weekend. Um, has this been one of the more exciting World Cups for you, Cheryl? I think it has been. I think it's, you know, well, like like today's game, a match, I should say, with Croatia and Argentina. Croatia was in the finals the last time in 2019. People remember that. They think of only Argentina because they have Lionel Messi. You know, so this is going to be a really mm. good matchup. And but Morocco, I want to bring up the fact that Morocco is one of the best defensive teams in this whole tournament. Yes. And to see what they're going to do against the uh, defending World Cup champions, France. That's going. To, these are going to be really good matches. Yeah, Morocco. Think, Morocco's yeah. making history too, Cheryl. Right, the, the first African country, yes. the first Arab country to make it to the semifinals in World Cup history. And you're going to have a huge following because of that, and I think that's important for these countries. And here's an interesting fact about the Morocco team. 14 players are not, were not even born in Morocco, but the reason why they're playing for Morocco is for their legacy of their grandparents and their parents. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So what's your prediction then for tomorrow's game? Morocco versus France. France, uh, France has just got way too much you know, sour, sour power with them. I think it's going to be a close match because the way Morocco has played, they've played very, very well in, their, in this tournament. But I think France has... You know, you have the cachet of being a defending champion and you have the cachet of having really stellar players, but it's going to be close. I think it's going to be very close. It's going to be exciting. That's for sure. That's WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Thank you. Thank you, Sasha.